and I am your host, Stephen Lebooth, as usual. Oh, it was fun. Especially about that camp story, man, because I stumbled across that and I was like, golly, that's just like the first one, but it was real. It really happened. That's why I was so creepy. That, that's why I uh, did the one I did. I think I might just put mine on top, so I'll quit hitting it. I can go under. Sorry, he, we tried moving our mics. Yeah, our mic covers. I got it coming from the bottom, and when I move my hands, he, yeah, he hit I hit stuff. I'm like so. a boxer. But, um, yeah, so, um, we do have our social media, so, did you hear how I said that? We have yeah. our social media, um, we are on Instagram and Twitter, and it's just South Texas Goes, the Texas is abbreviated, it's TX, um, there's no spaces or anything, and you'll see our picture, it's the picture we use with the podcast. We are in the progress of making another one. Yeah, so, so we're going to make another picture. And then we have the email. It's just ghost stories told from the south at gmail.com. Um, and we're on iTunes, Spotify, and uh, Stitcher. Stitcher. That's our new one. We're on Stitcher. And I'm trying to get, like I said, get us on other formats right now. We're trying to get on iHeart and I think Google Play. Oh, and Westwood One. If I can get us on Westwood One and iHeart, baby. And uh, thank you to everybody who's. Oh, thank you so much who's listening. Yes, especially, like, it's really cool to look at everybody that's, Oh, like, God, yeah. Because I never thought we'd get anybody that's, like, from out of America. I know, we got stuff. people that's from, so cool. yeah, we got, it's awesome. We've had people, a person in Italy, person in India, Brazil, Australia. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> Just want to say thank you, man. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And thank you for everybody in the States, too, who's liking it. Yeah, thank you. Know, you. We, we'll keep working on it, getting it better, and I know some of the tracks we're putting out, they're not that good right now because sometimes Lexi would be loud and I'll be too soft or I'll be too loud and she'll be too soft. But we're trying to get all this crap worked out. Yeah, we're having technical difficulties. Yeah, it out, it's but. all when I go loaded up on the my mainframe. So, but we'll get it figured out. But uh, just, uh, keep on listening and just follow us on the medias, and you can always DM us with um, whatever. Yeah, you can always just, uh, questions, anything you want to know. Just hit us up. Yeah. Okay. Who's starting this time? You want to start or you want me to? Uh, I'll go. You, I got <laughs> Well, this is a uh, story. Another. This is a story from Oklahoma. And I'm kind of like Lexi today. I did mine are on houses. Two of mine are. One's the first one I'm doing is the Hex House in Tulsa. And the second one's the uh, Skirvin Hotel. And think that's in Oklahoma City. But here we go. Ready for it, guys. In uh okay, nineteen forty four, a uh well in yeah, nineteen forty four a small casket was found with a dog's carcass in it buried in the backyard of its house in Tulsa. A dog. And along with two women they had they have found that had been living there in terrible conditions through the through seven years. Uh-huh. Yeah, they found two girls. Uh, it, the women, uh, the woman of the house, her name was uh, Carol, uh, Caroline Smith, and she used to uh, beat them and stuff because of her. She was she started a cult apparently, well, like a like a witchcraft cult or something, and she was. You know, t- 
tying these girls up and beating them and doing seances and all that, all that witch stuff to them. And uh, she had them down there. And the uh, girls, here's here's a funny part though, you know, they, she convinced that's how that's where they lived in the basement and in rags and stuff. But they would still go to their jobs and come back. And she would get, and they would give their paychecks to her. That's how she was living off the land. She was getting free money from them two girls. Them women, like the one woman was 30 and one was 32. So somehow she got them to convince them to come live with her. And when they did, she started brainwashing them and all that kind of stuff and and being a witchcraft. Nah, they'd come back and give her her checks for like first. This went on for seven years. Well, what got them called, why the cops were there and found that uh, dog, they got, got called there because the, uh, that woman, uh, the Smith woman, <coughs> she uh, was trying to get, and I'm not real for sure. I'm not for sure about this, but uh, what got the cops called to her and start investigating her? She, after World War II, she was trying to get the get eight of these World War II rotation books. Like I guess, like where they were all. And the rotation books, I guess, were kind of like catalogs, what I could gather. Now, I mean, if anybody knows what rotation books are, they're not in circulation anymore. I looked them, they're in a museum. But what I could gather from it, they were like a catalog with food goods and stuff like that in it. Oh, okay. And apparently she was trying to stockhold on them. Well, she was using face, false names and all this. She was using the girls' names. And some other names. And even some of the dogs that she killed and had in the back, she would use their name. Jeez, poor dogs. Yeah. Well, then the, uh, when the police found the two women, you know, they were sleeping. They were sleeping in crates. The women? Yeah. And the only clothes they had really was the clothes they went to work in. And they had to take them off when they got home. So they basically wore rags all the time. Like Cinderella. Yeah, but she lived in luxury. She kept them in the basement. They were like her freaking witch slaves. Jeez. Yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> oh, man, but then, you know, the cops, they, when they found her, or found the found the girls, then they went looking through the house, and they found, oh, my God, her house was loaded with witchcraft books, with witchcraft stuff, uh, mind control, and something else. Yeah, she was in this. She was into some dark shit. It sounded like. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry to blink like that. I was just reading, catching up real quick. Anyways, you know they found all these books that she had of all that. Well, too. When they started asking the neighbors what was going on, and they started looking at past police reports, well, the the neighbors. Oh, well, take that back. They didn't tell the police till they asked them, so there wasn't no reports. But the, she would hold like late night rituals and kill dogs. Why? Why did you get talk? Why the animals? I don't know. But yeah, she uh, and get this though, she got convicted and only spent like two years in prison for killing dogs. For killing dogs and uh, keeping them women hostage. Because that's what they got her on. They didn't really get her much on the dog charges. They got her on uh, being mean to the ladies and basically kidnapping them, keeping them captured. Well, then uh, she got put in prison. Well, then after that, she uh, hauled ass to uh, back to uh, 
France or something where she was from or something like that. And I never heard from her again. And the house sat there for for years. Just unvacant. You know, kids at Halloween would go into it because of the stories and stuff. Yeah, it was like a Halloween. You know. Well, because the house was haunted. It was haunted and messed up because she would do them witch them witch yeah. witch stuff in the basement and, and all that. Yeah. And then, like I said, she skipped. Well, now, where that house was, I think, close to the end of the 70s, early 80s, I think that's when it got uh, tore down. Now it's a parking lot. But they say the basement is still there and the parking lot's over it. And say they say sometimes you can, you know, hear girls moaning or, you know, hear shit. And you're like, what the heck? And there's nothing there because it's a parking lot. It's nothing. Not trees, anything. Parking lot. Jeez, I wouldn't want anything on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, after all that happened, nobody wanted to buy it. Anytime somebody came into town with money and wanted it, they were like, hey, what about that house? Well, you don't want that house because the woman who owned it was a witch. Yeah. Jeez, well, I mean, but, like, you get rid of the house, you'd think they would want to, like, fill in the basement or something. Yeah. So, but, I mean, it's just one of them legends, you know, that the basement's still under the... Which, you know what, it is because they'd have to fill it up with concrete and then pave over it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a, it's a hot spot for people to go there and just in the parking lot and investigate. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they couldn't get rid of the house or anything because of the story behind it. And then every time people drove by there, you know, I mean, come on, man. If something like that happened in your town, would you still want to have it sitting there? You'd be like, eh, get rid of that damn thing. Yeah, I don't want to be reminded of what happened. Just like, cause they, the dogs, that's my part. Like, oh, I know. Of dogs. Yeah. Ugh. But, okay. know how to explain it i'm having a lot of trouble what do you mean like because it was two different locations like it said it was um it was a closed sanatorium in southwestern um louisiana um and then also in jefferson county kentucky hmm so it was like more than one that is weird yeah there might have been two facilities yeah um but they opened their doors in 1910 as a two-story hospital to accommodate uh, 40 to 50 tuberculosis patients. And then it ended up closing in 1961 due to like the tuberculosis drug that came out. Yeah. So they ended up not needing the hospitals. I mean like obviously the patients that were like critically ill still had to stay until they got better or died or something. But the patients that were just like barely sick didn't have to be there. Um, 
And then there's people have been talking about like plans to uh, convert the hospital into a uh, the sanitarium slash hospital into a newer hospital or a conference center, but it hasn't been done yet. So. Ooh, a conference center. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. And then there was um they needed more space because of all the tuberculosis patients they were taking in. Yeah. They needed more beds because there was up to like 400 patients there, which and it could only accommodate. That's crazy! Wow. So it was like the, say, the yeah, it's like some of them other ones you talk about. They start out with you know, well, we got we can fit 50, 100 people in here, and then they end up doing 600 or a thousand or something. Yeah. So um, whenever it closed in a 1961 due to the drug or whatever, it reopened in a 1961, uh, 1962 as a Excuse me if I say this wrong. As a Woodhaven Geatric Center, it was basically a nursing home to treat patients with like stages of dementia. Dementia, and they like the mo the the like limited mobility. Oh yeah. Or if they were like severely mentally handicapped. Um, but they were really like overcrowded and understaffed because no one really wanted to work there too after it became a nursing home. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of patient neglect and abusive like stuff towards the old people. So it closed in uh, 1982. But the tuberculosis treatments until the um, pill came out for like the uh, patients or whatever, basically was they just used like heat lamps on them. They had fresh air and they just got like told like positive things. Yeah, they didn't really do much because there's that one... <laughs> and uh, that one asylum well it's not it was they turned into one but it was that one and i can't remember where it is but ghost adventures has been there it's the one where uh all the tb people went that had tuberculosis and their rooms were set up so they could push their beds outside on the back on the porch during the day because that i don't know they just thought giving them positive thoughts and uh sunshine Jesus. And then I read something else 
where like 8,000 people died if you count the people in the nursing home. And then I read something else where like 63,000 people died. Jeez, golly. So I'm not totally sure of how many That's a lot of people. Died. Yeah. Um, but the, so the investigators. Investigators, investigators slow it down. I'm really excited. The investigators who own it now or whatever, they turned it into a um, hotel for ghost hunting. Really? So they fixed it up a little bit. So really? And you could stay the night there and ghost hunt? According to the article I read, yeah. And that's in Louisiana? Either Louisiana or Kentucky, one of the two. Hmm. Road trip. <laughs> yeah. We'll go, well, yeah, we would like to reservate a room. We're going to do a live podcast there. <laughs> okay. So, like, there wasn't that much history on that one. Like, a detailed history, if you noticed about the other ones I've, like, talked about. Yeah. But, I think you guys will like the, um, Ghost, ghosty stuff. Okay, so obviously it's haunted. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know some bad shit went down there. Yeah, um, there's the fifth floor and room 502. That's like the rooms that are like the most paranormal. Um, there was a nurse that hung herself whenever she found out that she was pregnant and she was like single. Wow. So she hung herself. She had an affair with a married administrator. And he didn't want to leave his wife, so she killed herself. So, that happened. There, I think it happened in room 502. And then, another nurse jumped to her death out of a window in the 1950s. Oh my god. So, and it didn't say <laughs> why that one did it. And then there was also a body shoot, too. Oh gosh, they'd stick the bodies down the chute. I was oh okay. It was like a tunnel under the, and they'd let. That's where they got the. That's where they took the pri- the prisoners, the patients out. So the other ones wouldn't say. Yeah, that's where they'd take the dead ones at the end of the tunnel, and somebody would pick them up. Yeah, the, they they used it so that way the, the TV patients wouldn't like see their friends die or like so there wouldn't be as much death in the hospital. Can you imagine being being out there getting some sun and my. You know, in the past three hours, I've seen at least ten uh, stretchers go by me with bodies on them. Yeah, well, and at first I thought they were talking about like an actual shoot, and I was like, what? But, that's really how, all I have on that one. But I thought it was pretty neat. Sorry. Like I said, the history on it is kind of like non-existent. But... I have got a little story about the scare the Skirvin Hotel in Oklahoma City. It was built in nineteen ten by an old tycoon named w- named W. B. Skirvin. He wanted to build the fanciest hotel in the South at the time. Well, they started construction in 2010, and it was ready to go. It was opening its doors by 2011. Oh, wow. That's fast. Especially when you hear how big this son of a buck was. It was, you know, 2011, they opened up the doors, and it was a two 10-story tower. Yeah, two 10-story towers containing 224 rooms. Yeah. 
with and get this with running i with running ice water in every room at the time that was kick ass what the heck does running ice water mean really <laughs> really lexi what do you what comes out of our faucet when you turn on cold water? Oh, that's what they mean. Yes. Okay. You could have just said running water. You said ice water, so I literally thought you meant, like, ice. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Anyways, yeah, they had a... That was, I think that was one of the first hotels to have a running water into the, into the rooms. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, catch this out. Check this out. They had a ballroom that served... That seated 500 people. And they had a shan. They bought. Uh, they don't. They didn't say how many chandeliers, but they bought some chandeliers from Australia or something, and they were like ten thousand dollars each. Where yeah. did he get all this money? He's an old tycoon. Made his money in the oil business. I forget how much money the oil business. Yeah. Then in the nineteen thirties, they built. Oh. They built another four. They did. A, they built an add-on, another fourteen stories, and increased the rooms to five hundred and twenty-five rooms. Yeah, Lord. so they went from two hundred twenty-four to five hundred and twenty-five. And then, in, of course, in the Prohibition, it was one of the biggest speakeasies and speakeasies in town. And um, let's see, oh. Well, then after, you know, it was a speakeasy and all that, the, uh, whoever was running it after the guy who built it, I can't, I didn't even look to see when that guy died, but, um, anyways, the guy, the person who owned it was having an affair with the maid, one of the maids, and got her pregnant, well, she had the kid, and of course, he kept her locked in a room, wouldn't let her get out or anything, because he was keeping her a secret wouldn't let her get out and play with the kid or nothing they had to stay in the room 24 7 and you know he was had money he's like i'll bring you anything you want but you stay in your room yeah and finally she just had enough after the kid was born about i think about a year after the kid was born she just grabbed the kid and jumped out of a window yeah what would the kid do yeah that's crazy isn't it sounds like something my mom would do oh my god (laughs) sorry lexi <laughs> but then, of course, after that, it uh, there was reports of a, you know, a woman crying or a woman. They'd have you know a woman walking in the hall, and then there's if you stay in that room or anywhere around it on that floor, I think you you hear a baby crying all night, like every now and then you hear a little baby just eh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was one thing really tragic there. There wasn't really any suicides or nothing. Documented suicides. Yeah, documented. <laughs> you know, but yeah, that's, she grabbed it. But then in 1988, it closed down. And then, uh, I think in the two th- yeah early 2000s, they went to remodel and restore it and stuff. 46.4 million, man. Yeah. Yeah. And now some of the they always have reports though, like I said, when guests stay the night there, they always come back to the you know, to the front desk when they check out saying, Man, I didn't get any sleep last night. There was a woman crying last night or there was a kid crying last night, it's always something. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We're not going there. 
Which I guess apparently they restored it and opened it back up, and yeah. Restoring it, they made it worse. Yeah, no telling what they stirred up. Did it ever say why it originally closed down in the Canadian? Uh, probably like it was probably like the baker. I mean, just run down. Run down. Well, not run down. Just people quit coming. I mean, think about it. That place is five hundred and something rooms. Five hundred and twenty-five. You, you would have to have people in there every night. A lot of people just to pay your bills. Yeah, man. She got stuck in that room for a year, and she's like, screw it. She grabbed the baby and just jumped out the damn window. You want to lock me in here? Screw your baby. Jeez. It's me. Okay. Um, I would be talking. Sorry if we're yawning. It's yeah. just been a long day. It is. It's one of those really, really hot here today. And yes. It's one of them old, hot Texas days. Perfect night to go out and go look for ghosts in weather like this. No, I prefer to go looking for ghosts when it's fall. It's nice and cool. Yes. And two, it's around Halloween. Halloween. Okay. I'm excited about Halloween. I know it's going to be fun. Okay. Let's see if we could do that live podcast and keep it like this. That would be awesome. I'm going to see it. Fernard. 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 Yeah. Fernard. 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 Fernard me. Oh, Fernard me. Don't you call me that. This one's in Massachusetts, too. Massachusetts. Chew. Now, see, Massachusetts, that's up north. But, you know, like we decided yesterday, we're telling scary stories from the South. The stories that we're telling don't have to be from the South. Because we're telling them and we live in the South. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. definitely shut you down. I don't know how they're not shut down after that either. That's crazy. But, um, yeah. So. Would you stop? I'm sorry. Sorry. So, okay. It originally operated as a school for the feeble-minded. And the people or whatever that were in charge of it believed the best way to improve society was um, to was to uh, separate the unwanted and the 
Um, the, uh, the unruly. So they can breed. So they would separate like you into categories, basically. Um, they took in perfectly good patients. Like they would take people just like so they could fill rooms. That's usually what they do, because uh, if it's a state-ran facility, the state gives you so much money for per patient. Yeah. Yeah. They just, like, yeah. Um, and then they also took in, you know, obviously people that, like, got paid to be there, like, the fam like, not famous, but, like, the rich families that have, like, maybe, like, the messed up. Oh, yeah. Or I say messed up, but to, you know what I mean? Yeah. To them, they were not enough for the families, so they dropped them. Yeah. And the basic conditions there were like um, overstuffed dorms, like three or more people in one place, or like one room. Um, widespread squalor. I never understood what that meant. Widespread squalor? Yeah. <laughs> Don't really know what that means. <laughs> but, and then there's multiple reports of physical and sexual. Oh, speaking of that, I forgot to tell you. Some of the NBA players say they hear a woman or baby come all night. Sometimes men will hear a woman saying some sexual stuff in his ear. Yeah, and he's like, huh? Wow, so they'd bamboozle them and be like, you're really going in here for this, but we're just going to tell you this. Yeah, basically. Happens to me all the time and ticks me off. <laughs> Jesus. Um, there were lawsuits made. And uh, they, there were lawsuits made about the radiation testing or whatever. And um, it turned itself around in the 1970s. So I guess that's how it's still open. So, I, I don't know. But, sorry. Uh, my dog opened the door. She's really bad about that. She has a really bad bed and she can't open the door. Um, anyway, so at least uh, 13 patients still, like, occupy, um, like, a few buildings. So, because remember I said it's still running, but, like, it's barely running. Well, if it's running, you better go fetch it. <laughs> Shut up. It's, like, not all 72 buildings are still owned. Or not owned, but, like, they're not all Owned still by the... Man. I couldn't really find any like ghost stuff because everything I pulled up about that school came up with uh, the uh, illegal radiation testing. So nothing about Well, Hank, if they was doing illegal testing, you know there's got to be some kind of ghost in that place. Some there kind of... And where was that? Oh, yeah, that was in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Well, next time get something with some ghost in it a little. I'm sorry. We do have ghost in the name of our show. I know, but I really did like that one too. So. This isn't called Old Buildings Told from the South. Shut up, okay? It's kind of a given when someone's tortured, their soul is still going to be there. I don't know. I feel like if I were tortured, I wouldn't be able to move on. I've had women torture my soul, and I still have mine. <laughs> yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Well. Your turn. Already done my two. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll just do my two. Because, yeah, sorry. Remember, you we talked about this before. Yeah, I'm sorry. My brain just went dead for a second. Yeah, we're, we've been really cramming these podcasts in and down our throats and... Doing all the research and stuff on them. We're kind of catching up and yeah. Okay, this one does have ghost stuff, so you can't see it. Ooh, finally. This one's called the Territorial Prison. Territorial Prison. Say that three times fast. No, I don't want to be stuttering to you. <laughs> this is the Territorial Prison in Yuma, Arizona. No. Um, it opened July 1st. 1876, so it once held at least um, 3,069 prisoners. And God dang. 29 women. Jeez. So it was under continuous construction, and they made most of the prisoners do it. Hey. So Free labor. Yep. That's what I do with my kids. <laughs> That's why I got such a nice house, because I got my kids constantly building on it. Oh. Um, and then it was a high or did, school. Did it, say, did it say why it closed? Or? No. It didn't. I couldn't find that. But it was a high school? Yeah, it was a high school. How the hell do you go from a prison to a high school? I don't know. It was a high school after a prison. It was Yumon High School, and it was from 1910 to 1914. It was only open for four years. Jeez, that building's got a bad history of not staying open long for nothing. And then there, there's a main gate, and that's the only, like, original piece of the prison. Because they did construction all the time, and then they had to make it a high school. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if they fixed it, but originally there was obviously, you know, no plumbing. And oh, God, yeah. So they had to use buckets for the bathroom. And their air conditioning was the occasional breeze they would get. Lovely. So, but I don't know, it didn't say when it was a high school if they ever fixed it, so. Oh, <laughs> From where it was, it was like 1914. Yeah, they didn't have running water back then or <laughs> electricity. Have, they didn't have that. Sorry, I have to move on. It took me <coughs> to process my own notes. <laughs> um, and at least 111 prisoners died there. Damn. And 26 successfully escaped and 8, uh, eight others died with the gunshot wounds. Jeez. Maybe that's why everybody liked going to that prison because they're like, man, there's a good chance we can break out of this son bitch. <laughs> um, there's a cemetery also there, and um, 112 inmates are uh, buried. 120 mates. 12. Oh, 112 mates. Yeah, even though it only said 111 died. So, hmm. I do want to understand. Very interesting. Supposedly that haunts the place. She wears red. 
She was getting a bear. Hey, at least she isn't a woman in white. That sucks. So, she now haunts the uh, place, and they say that if she just doesn't like you, she'll pinch you, or if you're wearing red, she'll pinch you. Wow, that's not a nice little girl. <laughs> Why you gotta hit me all the time? Um, and if you walk through the original uh, cell block, um, you can feel what it would have been, would have. You can feel, excuse me, you can feel what So I take it it is open for people to go in there and do ghost stuff, I guess. Yeah, it's a national park now. Oh. It's like a state park. They just don't tear anything down because it's really old. Mm, yeah. So there's also a soft uh, strum of a guitar you can hear all over the place. And then there's the, they call it two different things. They call it the pit of despair and it's um, another name which will come up soon. Oh, the dark cell. It's... The pit of despair and the dark cell are the same thing, but it's uh, you would go in there whenever you were like bad or something, and they would throw scorpions or snakes or something. Scorpions. Yeah, or so, like something in there with you, and people say they go in there and they can't stand it. Like, they feel That's crazy. Sorry. Ah, my bad. Oh, what happened? I don't know, but I won't do that again. Sorry about that. Ah. Yeah, I think they did because you can see on the track. Sorry about that. I'm still learning this technical crap out. Yeah, if you guys heard that, sorry, headphone users. My fault. Um. Anyway, you can see apparitions of uh, uh, former inmates. There is one inmate that committed suicide there. And there's a riot, and then a lot of inmates were killed during that riot. So, um, also, the inmate that committed suicide, that was cell 14. And there's unexplained cold spots and chills in there. And you can also feel it whenever you're walking past the cell. Wow. And then, I don't understand this part, because if it was way back then, there's no way this can be there. But Yeah. Like... The lights supposedly turn off and on by themselves. But if it was way back then, there's no way they had that. Well, I mean... Right? Well, no, because it was only a, a, a prison for 30 years. And that was before electricity. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. And but what, it wasn't anything after the high school, right? No, it wasn't. And the high school was only for four years. Oh, see, that is weird. Because there's no electricity going to it. But they see lights coming on and stuff. Um, and then uh, things move by themselves, like move around. Move around. Cash register in the store. They have a little store there. Oh God. And the coins or cash from the cash register one time completely flew out and went back into place in the cash register. No way. Yeah. So 
one more thing. Oh, there were two prisoners that were transferred to an insane asylum after they were put in a dark cell. The cell where you have, like, insects in there with you and stuff like that if you were bad. Eh. So, like, they were so emotionally messed up that they had to go to an insane asylum. That's messed up, huh? Because they tortured the shit out of them with scorpions and shit. That would be fun. Hey, let's go get in that jail cell and have people throw stuff on us. What do you say? <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, you want me to do my last one? Yeah, we got time. We can squeeze it in. We got ten more or twenty more minutes till an hour, so. Okay, well. Well, well. This one is a shorty. This one is the uh, Plaza Theater Performing Arts Center in uh, El Paseo, Texas. El Paso, not El Paseo. That's our restaurant. Sorry, sorry. El, Pas El Paso. El Paso. Um, so, in uh, 1904, it was the Plaza Hotel. And there's a lot of history going back and forth, so just stay with me. It was a two-story brick uh, structure. It, they had a large dining room with 20 rooms upstairs. And there was a third floor added in the 1929 construction, which we'll get to in a minute. So, they sold the hotel to uh, Long Griffin Theaters in 19, uh, 1940. Um, the hotel was gutted and extended for a more theater room um, in March of 1942. And then that operated until the 1980s and then it closed and abandoned and it was there, just sitting there until like the 1995s. Or <laughs> 1995s, huh? And, the 19, it was, so whatever, you know what I mean. 1995. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then the community center, um, theater, art center, whatever, of Wharton, now known as the Plaza Theater, restored it and reopened it as the original art center. So that's kind of how it became that. Mmm, lovely. <laughs> human silhouettes running up and down the hallway, and there's a rag doll that they have there. And every day, it's in a different position. The rag doll's spot. in a different position? In a different spot. Kind of like the Annabelle doll, how it would always move. It's like that. Uh, and then also why during, would they do that? I don't know. Also, during construction of the 1940s, whenever they added the third floor, someone fell off a rail and died. God. But, um, that is about all I have on, uh... That story, I know that one wasn't very long. Yeah, but uh, it, it'll get there. We'll be good. So, um, I hope y'all enjoyed today's uh, podcast and our stories. Sorry they were kind of quickies. We didn't mean for them to be. Yeah, they were kind we're of like to, the uh, butt-ins yeah, we'll, stories. We'll uh, start making sure we get bigger and better stories with more ghost stuff in them and all that. And make it... We're going to do, like I said, we're shooting for an hour and 30, 30 minutes on these podcasts. Well, and we can always look at some from, like, the other countries that are, what, like, listening to us, too. Yeah, whenever they send us stuff, we can listen to you guys, too. That's so. another thing. Uh, guys, don't forget us on Spot Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher, and our email is at ghost uh, stories, stories told, told from, from the, the south, south at gmail.com. And, and it's all lowercase. we got a Twitter account. Tell them that, Lexi. The Twitter and the Instagram is both South Texas Ghost. Yeah, yeah. So. South Texas Padres, biatch. <laughs> Sorry. You're good. Okay, I will. Well, we I will hope you guys enjoyed the stories and have fun. And what was you going to say, Lexi Barrito? I was just going to say, check you guys later. <laughs> and sorry about the technical shit today. I'll quit hitting shit. Yeah, I'm you just, won't keep his hands off stuff. Well, I can't help it.
I just want to. I'm just trying to get better at this stuff and find out. Oh, why is this on? Ooh, why is that on? But okay, <laughs> sorry guys. We love you. Be good. Be safe, and uh, just stay out of trouble. And uh, remember now, when you go to bed, look under your bed. Make sure there's nothing under it. Okay. Make sure there's nothing in your closet <laughs> either. All right. Bye. Bye.